This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. The real estate investment trust sector had a very strong reporting season for the December half, and since then, anecdotally at least, the sector continues to perform pretty well. But rising interest rates will change the environment for the property sector. To help us make sense of it all, I welcome Julia Forrest, Portfolio Manager at Pendle. Julia, welcome to The Point. Good morning. Thank you. Let's start with the reporting season. Why was it so good? It was a solid earnings season. We had a couple of upgrades. Uh, asset values continue to rise. NTA growth was up 9% for the half. Operating metrics across a couple of the sectors were particularly strong, retail and industrial, less so for office. But it's always nice to see earnings upgrades. We also had a couple of surprises with some CEOs retiring or moving on. And we had a couple of asset sales, which were positive for the sector as well. So uh, all in all, it was a good sector despite you know a rising backdrop of bonds. So uh, performed pretty well. We speak a lot about industrial doing so well and about office not doing so well. And they're kind of obvious. Retail is really interesting. I mean, a couple of the big REITs did you know, reasonably well this last half year in the retail sector. Yes, if you look at the performance of the sector during the month of February, uh, retail was actually the strongest sector. And even though there was a lot of disruption during the period because of COVID and there was rental relief granted and, and earnings were a bit softer, the actual operating metrics themselves are improving. So you've seen improving occupancy levels, leasing spreads are improving, retail or interest in pre-leasing is improving. Interestingly, we, you know, we're still seeing foot traffic down 20% on 2019 levels, but it's being more than compensated by the average spend, which is up about 30%. So people know what they're going to buy when they go to shopping centres and they're not there for particularly long. They don't go as often as they used to, but they spend more. Okay. So we know interest rates are going to rise globally and in Australia eventually. How should an investor think about a REIT in a rising rate environment? Well, I guess it all depends on the reasons for interest rates to be rising. And the reason really is we're seeing inflation picking up globally, less so in Australia than we are seeing in the US and the UK. But we do expect rates to normalise. I mean, they are still on emergency level settings. REITs actually do provide some inflation hedge. That's because the cost of producing the assets is actually rising as well. Anybody who's tried to get a tradesman in the last six to 12 months would know that, that costs of building materials, of labour and of land are increasing. So the actual replacement cost of these assets is rising. The other thing to note is that a number of the REITs actually have increases based on inflation. So with inflationary pressure coming through, you're actually seeing rental growth escalating. So there is there is some relief. The real vulnerability just relates to the gearing itself, and, but most of the REITs are, you know, majority hedged for interest rates. So there's some protection there as well. So we do actually expect that they'll do reasonably well in, in an increasing interest rate and increasingly inflationary environment. Okay. So if then if we split them up into the retail industrial office, we mentioned retail then and what's happening there. What about office and industrial? Office is a very difficult sector to predict at the moment. Occupancy, this is across the REIT sector, it's around 94%. And we're still seeing some like-for-like growth, and that's because of the fixed increases in the leases. But if you look around the city, you can see for lease signs pretty much everywhere. In Sydney, the vacancy rate's around 12.5%. It's around 15% in Melbourne. 
and incentives are still really high. Now, incentives are the discount that you give to tenants on signing a new leasing deal. So in Melbourne, incentives are still running at about 38% and in Sydney, it's around 34%. So these are very sizable discounts. What's 34% of what? Of Of the rent that you are required to pay. That's the discount that you get. So if you sign a 10-year lease, it's a 34% discount on the rental stream of that 10-year lease. So it's it's fairly sizable. Definitely. And industrial? Uh, industrial is performing extremely well. Industrial is pretty much the other end of the spectrum. If you look at the vacancy rate there, it's a bit over 1%. And in Sydney, it's about 0.3%. It's never been this low. So you've seen tenants taking more space, and that's part of, I guess, the e-commerce push. But it's also tenants taking more space because they want to hold more inventory. So you've got very low vacancy, you've got capital values increasing. So over the year, industrial property values are up 20%. They're up 10% in the half. And we're seeing rental growth really coming through quite strongly. So rental growth over the half, this is for the broader market, was up 6.8%. And that's really beginning to feed through to the industrial REITs themselves in their like-for-like rents. Okay. So final question, how should an investor think about a real estate investment trust in their portfolio over the next one or two years? Well, if you look at the performance of the sector at the moment, so year to date, it's down 9.5%. So it's a really good entry point. And that's really been because bonds have risen about 60 basis points. They're up at about 2.3%. But if you think about what A-REITs deliver, they're, you know, they're long duration assets, and you are seeing that the value of those assets to replace them is increasing. They're defensive income streams, so you've got long leases with fixed increases. And as it stands at the moment, because you're looking at a big recovery in earnings growth, particularly for the mall sector and the fund managers, which are producing extremely strong returns, you're looking at the next three years and EPS growth of 9% a year. So your starting point is your 4% dividend yield. You've got 9% EPS growth for the next three years, and you've got relatively low gearing. It's sitting at around 26%. So they offer very good value, and they're also trading at a discount to the industrials. Julia, thank you for talking to The Point. My pleasure. Thank you very much. That was Julia Forrest, Portfolio Manager at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point podcast from Pendle. I'm John Aylmer.